Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I am athlete parlay is killing it this year. These are guaranteed wins. I'm gonna take Arizona over San Fran. Whoa. Daniel Jones over Patrick Mahomes at home? All right, we got the week 12 NFL parlay, the I am athlete parlay. So you go to DraftKingsSportsbook.com. You can download the app, use the promo code athlete, and you can get in the action. Week 12, week 12, week 12. Who do we have here? Sunday night football, Cleveland at Baltimore. That's a win. Come on, don't let me down again, Baltimore. We got the Los Angeles Rams at Green Bay. I'm gonna go with the last dance, Aaron Rodgers. Trust me on this one, I'm telling you. The best separate themselves at the end of November, December, that's when the championship teams come alive. All right, we gotta pick one more. So what I'm gonna go with is uh, Seattle at Washington. Seattle, the comeback king, Russell Wilson gets it done. The most winningest quarterback in the first 10 years. Russell Wilson gets it done in Washington. Ah! DraftKings.com is the sports book. I Am Athlete is the platform. Parlay, I Am Athlete all day. Promo code athlete, let's get it. Free to return to that emo rap. Ain't no kilo stash, Augustus son had a reload that. Daddy gone, but his legacy strong. How do you figure? I too thought I'd be dead. All things considered, but I'm living, thriving and growing, fighting opponents that I'm with it. Striving to know who died for the lowest. Don't you get it? The industry hope is trying to control us. I ain't with it. I got me a goal that's highly explosive. No. Raja Karuth from Washington, D.C. Only been racing for three years. He went through the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program. He has a lot of talent and a bright future. Here comes Karuth. He'll power down to the inside. Raja Karuth, one of the rising young stars of our sport. He fell in love with NASCAR racing, sim racing, iRacing, doing all of the games. There's no racing in his background. He is a really cool young kid and stepping up to the next level of speeds. This talented young driver is doing anything and everything he can to try to impress. Rajah Kruth is so entertaining to watch. He's making me a fan tonight.
they say the first eight minutes of a show is everything. That's where you win. We're talking about viewers locked in, you know, and that's where you get your ratings. And now with Instagram and influencers and YouTubing, you know, we need those first eight minutes to be solid. I asked you, Raj, I said, what do you want to talk about? Because every time we sit down, Channing and I will say, all right, how do you want to jump it off? Because we know we need to come in with fire. And you said, my dad. You said there's a lot of talk and no one tells a story about my dad because he's as involved as I am. Why you want to start there? I said I wanted to start with dad just because, I mean, we've been having stories around about our, our journey for the last three, four years. And all has been about me on and off the track, but it doesn't talk about what happens behind the scenes from where dad and mom have come from to allow my sister and I to do whatever we want to do and pursue our dreams. And that's how we're talking right now. Um, and so I feel like I can do more to express my gratitude and um, it, it doesn't happen without dad. Wow. Pops, how does that make you feel hearing your son? This is what he want to start with. About to get choked up. No, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know we like crying on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He almost got me. He got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See me get excited. Right? I did that for Somebody you. gonna cry? I did that for you. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's good. You know, I I wouldn't do it because. Of, if he didn't ask me to do it, because generally I like you to be just be behind the scenes. So right. that's the only reason I'm here. So. Right. You have an interesting background. I read your bio and I had to stop. You know, professor this, assistant this, professor, you know, teach this course in media, politics, music, business. I mean, can you tell me a little bit about your background? And to me, this is interesting because it gets us into this conversation of fatherhood. Right. Right. When you see Raj and how awesome he is and he's thriving and then you look back into the house and you see mom and dad there and you see a dad that's here freaking swaggy and looking good. Right. Know your stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, that's what we need to see. That's those are the stories we need to tell more of. So I, I want to hear more about, you know, your story because it's impressive. And I can, and, and it's and it's also complex. Well, I actually have to say it starts with my mom. You know, as a, you probably read, we came from the Caribbean, from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Came to the United States in '77, uh, and then we just grew up in Brooklyn and came out of the '80s. So all the stuff that you hear and the rap music, that's why I could kind of connect with him on this stuff. He asked me a question this morning: Is any of this stuff applicable to you? From when he was growing up, I say, yeah, a lot of it, you know. But at the same time, we what just, stuff are we talking about? The messages that are coming out the music is it's consistent, you know, within the black community. So, I grew up in Brooklyn in the crack era. So the Jay Z's, the Biggies, you know, all of those are all like my contemporaries because we all kind of hovered together in one way or the other, coming out of New York, so out of Brooklyn. With, with the music stuff, that's interesting because I got a ten-year-old son, yeah. we, we, you know, younger. But he's 19 now, but how, when did you start letting him listen? Like, the influence of that. Like, some people call it negative. Some people, like, you're talking about crack and mm. the women and the, the cussing and all the stuff they talk about. Like, when, when did you say, Raj, you got it. Whatever you want to listen to, go. I don't think I ever said that. <laughs> I mean, we, we it just started happened. off with Kid Bop from McDonald's, <laughs> the Happy Meals. I didn't realize those were real songs until I heard them on the radio. Right. So between that and NPR, and, you know, my music taste is very... Diverse. So 
a lot of Caribbean music, a lot of reggae music growing up, you know, rap music here and there, but it was filtered, you know. So when he got into it, it was probably middle school, maybe. It just kind of evolved from there, but I never said don't listen to that. Right. You know, I think my wife was probably more of the, you know, what is that, what are they saying kind of thing, yeah. Bro, you, y'all smart dudes. Hell, intellects, if you want to call it. You a professor. You well-spoken. Y'all say every letter of every word. What? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all draw them things out. Right. How the hell does a professor, and I I would guess your daughter is super intelligent as well. Yeah. How the hell you let this man jump in a car and ride around in circles? Man, we, we didn't have any choice. You know, it's like, like I said, if you look at our background, sports is this type of sport. NASCAR is not part of our trajectory. Um, so I used to travel a lot. I'm probably bringing home a lot of die casts. So every time I travel, I make sure I bring something for everybody. You know, T-shirt, planes. He was really, he can tell you about any plane in the sky. Because I used to take him out to the LaGuardia Airport on Saturday mornings, watch the planes land and take off. And then he just parlayed that into things that move. Right. And then it went from there to Diecast to Lightning McQueen and then, you know, just elevated to where we are now. He said he got into racing off of Lightning McQueen. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> But which is also interesting. I mean, you know, you're, the, you're next up, you know, and uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but another, you know, black driver in NASCAR, but your path to the racetrack is different. We're talking about iRacing is where you learn, right? Yeah, iRacing. I, I and what is that, like, for people who don't understand that? Yeah, so iRacing is, uh, is, is more than a game. I would make that clear. It's a, a simulator that's not just NASCAR. It's got IndyCar, sports cars, dirt rally cross, dirt cars, honestly, almost every race car in the world, right, and, and racetracks from – the, the Americas to Europe to Australia to Asia, really all around the world. And these tracks are, are laser scanned to the smaller than a quarter of an inch, right? To the, the granite of the surface to, um, the actual makeups of the tire and the, the actual bodies. And so, um, the physics are replicated too. So, uh, real drivers try to use it, um, or try to use it as as a tool to practice for for their upcoming races. But it also works in a capacity of giving people a chance to race in real life, like me. Um, I would not be talking to y'all if I didn't have the opportunity to get to get on the sim, and it allows people to not only make a living on there to an extent, but also allows kids to at least get as close as they can to racing in real life, if not be able to make the jump like I've been able to do over the past three years. Uh, Ojo, what'd he say? Yeah. What'd he just say? I racing. It's a rig. <laughs> it's a rig. It's a simulator that is close as you can get to being a real driver without being a professional. And it's dope. You got to get your rig. Get your rig. You're going to enjoy it. But he, but if you want to race sometime on your simulator, let me know. I want all the smoke. Oh, you sure? Yes. Indy, NASCAR, what? Which one Anything. Anything. Mm, I kind of suck at turning right, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> I'm being completely honest. I'm getting better at it. I do. I am, I am, I'm a true gamer. I live by the gaming system. Um, Trying to run 2K then? 2K. Mm. You don't want to do that. Like, like, no, seriously, this is what I do. I stream. I'm a stream. I'm a professional I gamer. I do too. Huh? I do too. Oh, I like okay. this. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. We can set it up after. Say less. You're going to lose though. I don't know, All right. man. <laughs> See, you know, I like the confidence. Huh? I like the confidence. 
I'm just, I'm convinced. Okay. I'll let okay. you have that. Oh, they locked in now. I like that. I like it. <laughs> 44 wins, 167 top five finishes, and I may be off. But the simulator that we're talking about phase, right now, you guys were just talking about phase two, phase three, phase four, generation this, whatever. But you didn't start off on that. You started on a laptop. I mean, I, for the very first time two years ago, I went into this showroom and I sat down in one of those, what would y'all call it? A iRace machine, a simulator? Rig. Yeah, and it felt, I was like, oh my goodness, this is real. Like, it was snatching me and I had to put some muscle into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> the thing was like five, ten thousand $10,000. like, whoa, this is a big thing. But you started on a laptop, which is more impressive because you know, a lot of people talk about getting hours and reps in the seat. Your reps in the seat started. I mean, this is just two years ago. That's just a couple years ago. Some of these guys that he's competing against and beating right there, they started at six years old. In a car. That's impressive. I mean, you, you didn't even highlight that. Yeah, like it was uh, summer 2018. First or second summer job was doing two-a-day track practices. And when I would get home, I would fire up the laptop. And I technically it's not supposed to run on a MacBook. So I split the hard drive and it was my school oh, yeah. computer. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> my, mom, my mom was kind of mad about that. And so I had it like on a little desk by the window in our old house in DC. And so I had the wheel attached to the desk, had my laptop to the left. And I tried to like HDMI it to a little TV. And so that didn't work at first. <laughs> so I was going straight off the laptop for a whole like two, three months. Right. And then, um, Luckily, like our friends and family, like helped us raise money, and so I could like, get an actual gaming computer so I could compete. Wow! On there, so wow. You like the new age? You're 19, man. You, I can't even offer you a beer. You, you're a puppy. You're a baby. Like, there's OGs. There's, you know, I don't know how old the dudes, you, the oldest guy you race against, but do you think like this whole talk here? I don't know what the hell the PC splitting the drown load drive. Xfinity, is. he'll be on Xfinity next year, and, and them grown, them grown ass. Kyle men. Bush will be out there. That's what I'm saying. Like, like those, you're, you're real, going against the OGs, yeah. the grown ass men, and you were on a video game two years ago. Like the young drivers do. I want to say an advantage, but is there a difference in that new wave of drivers to the guys that? Learn, like you said, in go-karts when they were six to what y'all can do now, the technology y'all have? Um, I think it's it gives us a leg up because of how, I guess, on a personal level, it's helped me, like, adapt quicker. Like, I've been racing grown men for the past two years, right? And it's going to continue to be like that. People that have been racing for longer than I've been alive. So um, I think the fact that uh, people have helped teach me and coach me to the point where I'm at now Help will help me because I've been able to adapt to certain situations, whether it's been various scenarios at the racetrack, away from the racetrack, learning how to navigate them and adapt to these situations is just going to help me um, moving forward. Have you been able to balance enjoying being a kid or is it strictly business? Because even at 19, Pops, has he been able to enjoy what it's like to be a teenager and have fun if he does have fun and hang out and, and have those experiences that you're going to miss or has he sacrificed everything to be able to be one of the best and just really make history which is what's going to happen at some point well i'm going to use one of his phrases a little bit right so i think the music does that i think you know it's it's a particularly in this day and age with uh social media and the 25 news cycle like where you always have to be on so it's like how do you be yourself and be a kid understanding that you have a different spotlight on you right you know so 
the idea is always try to find time for yourself um, where you don't do anything unnecessary to get in trouble, right. but at the same time, you enjoy it. I think he has fun racing, you know, so that's kind of at, at the track, at either at the end of practice or at the end of the race, I, I'll ask him, how was it? And he'll say it was fun. Right. So as long as you keep having fun, it's not really at this point as a, it's, it's not as serious to a certain degree because right. you're still enjoying it. I'm sure as it goes up, he goes up, and it'll probably get a little bit more demanding. But for right now, he does that. He hangs out with some friends. You know, I think I heard him doing the, what, what do you call that, that Call of Duty thing? Because I'm like you. I'm, yeah, you, yeah. You, on call, you on Call of Duty too? I don't play Call of Duty. No? What is that? I thing? can, though. Oh, no. Okay. You guys. Okay. <laughs> Take it outside. I, Let me know. <laughs> Pop, did you, like, my mama told me not, don't get in trouble. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I got locked up a bunch of times. Oh. But she told me don't get in trouble. <laughs> did you did you have to speed up like speed up the conversation with Raj because hey, you get in trouble, you mess up the bag, right? You know, uh, or the future bag, the potential bag. Like, did was that conversation different than when I was fourteen, fifteen? Um, no. Nah, I mean, going back to his question, I mean, I got in trouble every day. I mean, I went to boys and girls, which at that time was the worst high school in Brooklyn. You know, so that that movie. With uh, Joe Clark, that was Lean my school. Me. Yeah. Code 10, code 10, take the chain off the door. Yeah, in, in essence, yeah, yeah, right, right. the yeah, enemy I mean, is right, here. Right. Nobody was going to school. Either he was outside selling drugs, or if you were in school, you, you right. weren't going to class. Right. You know, so the idea of behaving yourself is always something that, you know, my mom instilled in me. But it got to a certain point where you kind of have to make a decision. I'm sure you probably understand that, where it's like either I'm going to, when the, the drugs and the guns start coming and it, it starts getting a little bit more serious. So you have to figure out where you want to go to stay out of trouble. So so you just mentioned your mom. Where was your dad? Because like I'm, I'm, I want to give you your flowers right now. Okay. You're a phenomenal father. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Like, for real. Definitely. Like, seriously. Definitely. I mean, I feel like all of us in here, all men in here, mm -hmm. you know, outside of Uncle Clinton, because he... <laughs> He's the OG, yeah. can learn from you. And maybe right. Uncle Clinton can pull some things from you as well because mm -hmm. he has grandbabies and mm -hmm. he still has children as well. So I want to give you your flowers. But where was your dad? Did you learn from your father or did you oh. learn from not having your father? And it's like, you know what, now I'm going to be better? I mean, I don't know. That's probably a, a multi-layered question that probably, I don't know how much time we have. We got a lot of time, but make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like... I didn't meet my father till I was since 26. By that time, I graduated school. I was a sports information director. I just finished working the Olympics, and at that time, I was growing. You know, so when I met him, he couldn't he couldn't do anything for me. He couldn't do anything to hurt me. So at the end of the day, it just it just was it, it was what it is at wow. that point. So and so and there are a lot of us. So. Uh, down. I, I'm gonna just take it somewhere else, okay. and then we'll get back on track. I want to do a uh, Father's episode when we have, uh, you know, what is it, Father's Day, right? You gonna come? You gonna come on our show? Yeah, sure. Because we got to yeah. continue this. I mean, we need to unpack that. We need to spend time there. Yeah. You know, uh, there's so much to talk about there. So I'm gonna bring you back on, mm -hmm. um, Raj. I had a moment when I was playing for the Miami Dolphins in 2011. I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. The best way I can describe this is emotional disorder, right? And so I spent three months in an outpatient program, picking up tools and skills to be able to, you know, cope and manage and get back down to baseline. Like something can happen in this room. We all be like, oh, that's wrong. You know, someone who lived with, you know, borderline personality disorder 
not in control in their life, it'll take them longer to get back down the baseline. Meaning that you guys in five minutes maybe will be like, I'm cool, I'm chill, it's over, all right, let's ha. Someone like me that didn't have the skills and tools, it may take two hours or a week, right? Still walking around like, man, that person would think I'm black and white. So after I left, I did all this work, and that's why I'm super passionate about mental health. Had this moment playing for the Miami Dolphins. I knew all the cameras was on me. You know, I'm in this button-up league in the National Football League. It's corporate, right? Protect the shield. You know, they want us to be in a box and live a certain way, talk a certain way. And I found myself going to Monday Night Football. Had a Mercedes Benz at the time, an SLS, super smooth, gold wing doors, all of that, right? And I'm standing in my closet, right? And I was in my closet for 90 minutes. Let me put on this button up. Oh, that button up don't work. Let me put on my drivers. At the time, people, we weren't wearing chucka boots and that stuff at the time. Let me put on my drivers. Oh, let me put on, you know, some hard bottom slacks. Now let me put on a suit. This is going to a home game where I can dress like this to go to a home game. But I'm trying to fit this image. And I remember, you know, my wife coming in that closet and she said, baby, be yourself. Because I was trying to be something I wasn't because I was a part of this big old corporation, this company. Man, I took off that damn suit or whatever I had on the 20th outfit that I was trying on. I took that off. I put on a white tee. I put on a fitted cap, put on some sneakers. I put the bins to the side, took out my old school Chevy and hit it. Put on some rap music and slid to the game. I say all that to say this, right? Like you're at NASCAR. You're a black man in NASCAR. Do you feel like, do you ever feel the pressure that you have to conform or are you being yourself? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I think at first I felt a lot of pressure from, I mean, I had once in my first race when I was 12 and 
from that point on, I started like doing things on YouTube and playing like NASCAR games on PlayStation. So I was kind of already starting to get um, infused with the culture of, of the sport through interacting with people of my age and seeing like the things that they did. But at the same time, I was getting the regular or the regular black experience from growing up in DC. So I was getting the, the best of both worlds. And so um, through that up until now, I think that helped me to where I don't feel like I have to change. I can just be myself. Um, like I still listen to whatever I want to listen to on race day. I really work at the race shop, but whenever I'm, I'm not, like I'll wear the shoes I like to, listen to the music I like to, do the watch the, the things I like to do. Right. Um, I don't, not anymore do I feel like I have to fit it and, and look a certain way or do things a certain way. You said something interesting off camera. You know, I was asking you about your school and your mom, pops, and uh, you said, yeah, I went to the school without walls. And you said it was the most diverse school in D.C. One of them, yeah, one of the most diverse right. public I, schools. I wasn't thinking about that when I was in middle school and high school, but now we're all, everyone's talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right now you're thinking about that, you know, what does that mean to you, diversity mean to you, right? Like in school, I don't know if you got, did you go, how many? Uh, were you, were you, yeah. High school? Yeah. Miami Beach, very diverse. Very diverse. You, Chad? Yeah, 50-50, North Spring. I have an interesting background too. There, where I grew up in Pittsburgh, and there was one white family in my neighborhood, similar to what you were talking about that era. My father was one of those guys on the other side of the tracks, right? right? right. And then I moved down to Florida. We were the only black kids in the neighborhood. So I got the best of both worlds, but I wasn't thinking about diversity back then. That wasn't a conversation. So what does that mean to you when you hear the word diversity? I think it, it means representation, right? It's important to feel like you can do something by seeing people that look like you've been able to do it. I remember 2013, 2014, we were sitting at home and seeing Bubba win them, them truck races, right? At that moment, I, I don't know about for you, but that was important to me because that gave me a lot of confidence of like, we're not racing right now, but I can make the Drive for Diversity program or I can get into racing and do that one day. So um, it it's diversity is important because representation is so important for people to see that they can do something regardless of the atmosphere of the sport, the culture, the population, right? Like it, that shouldn't matter if, if you want to do it and if you're obsessed with it and you've got the passion for it, yeah. nothing should stop you. You speak about Bubba, he got his first win, you know, recently. <laughs> what, you, what, you, what you call it, be get messy? Get messy? Get messy. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 the, I'm, the, I'm the goofy one. With that. It was rain shortened. Is there an asterisk next to that? Oh, man. Not to me. I don't know, know you're going to say that. I got to ask. Yeah, what they rode around three times? I got to ask. Like, if, you, if we want to look at this, because I've been, like, when I was, before I made the program, like, I would have, like, NASCAR fan, like Instagram and Twitters and stuff. So like every day I would be like trying to like get at people that would be trying to say stuff about him. Cause even before the stuff last year, like people would just hate on him like for no reason, you know? And if we really want to look at it, yes, it was rain shortened, but one, everybody knew it was going to rain. So he jumped down from the top to the middle line to control the middle. 
to get to the bottom to control the middle in like the last 15 laps of the second Bruh, stage. Break that down. We don't know that. <laughs> so all right, all right. So basically, uh, my fault. Uh, I'm nodding too. We all nodding. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Start over because so, I love it. That's that talk. That's that high IQ stuff that I love talking. So go, go, go. Basically, at Daytona and Talladega, those tracks, everybody's on the gas pedal, almost wide open. 100%, the whole time. The whole time. So that means everybody's packed together. Plate racing. Plate racing. But at the same time, that means you can manipulate other people's cars because of being so close, right? Some people know how to do it really well. Some people don't, right? But at the same time, it's also kind of luck because since everybody's so close together, hot chance of wrecks. And so I think in every one of Bubba's cup plate races, except for like two, like he's either led laps or run up front or been in the mix for the win whether it's been with Petty or this year in the 23. So on top of that, at, for Dega, I guess two, three weeks ago, everybody knew it was going to rain. And so him and his spotter, Freddie, played that pretty perfectly with the help of other cars because you can't do it by yourself because you, you've got to have pushers to be able to win those races. And so he had help from the one car, from the 12, from his Gibbs teammates. And luckily it worked out for them. And they did what they were supposed to do. And, and he controlled it and it was up front at the right time. And um, it worked out for him. See, Chan, chess. this is why, this is, chess. like we're learning. Yeah, it's chess, but we're learning. And, you know, I was sitting down, because I asked the same question, and someone who know the sport as well, were like, when you go into those races, everyone knows that it's about to rain. So everyone races hard, right? So like everybody was on it. That's why that matters. You know what I mean? And it's just a matter of time. And then also when you look at it, you got uh, Talladega's what, 2.66 miles mm -hmm. around. Daytona is a huge track as well. And correct me if I'm wrong, and you may know this, tell me, say, Brandon, I know this already. You know, the, the plate racing, fast. Those boys are going, what, can go 200 miles per hour? To me, his skill set came out and it, and it showed up, right? Because there's some dudes... Like you say, they say, oh, it's luck, it's luck, because they're going so fast and it's plate racing. But there's some dudes that will win it all the time. Like some dudes are like, damn, they're always up there in Daytona and, and then also at Talladega. And then there's some dudes that don't. They will never win because if we're going to be honest, they're scared as hell. Wow. If I'm going to be honest. So when you look at Bubba and we're talking about racing like that, plate to plate, his skill showed up, right? And so I'm excited to see Bubba you know, move forward. Cause I, you know, in Vegas, everybody was just like, man, he just needs to get a win because his confidence was kind of start shaking a little bit. Right. It's like, he needs to finish the season with the win. At that time, there was six races left, I believe, or five races left. And he finally pulled it off, which takes me to, you know, as an athlete, no matter where you're at, there's going to be a moment you're going to have a meeting with your confidence. And it's either going to take you to stardom or it's going to take you to the bottom of the pack and you got to fight. There's times where all of us, pro bowlers, making a lot of money, and it's like, damn, do I still got this? You got to fight for that. I'm telling you right now, and the reason why, because... I mean, I, I struggle with that every day, to be honest with you. Like, from having such a like a literally upward career path so far of like having to learn things like on the go every week. Like my first, 
my Kansas race next week, that'll be the biggest track I've raced on, right? And um, my fourth ARCA race of the year was at Dover, the biggest track I've been on, fastest I've ever been. And so from a confidence level, like from the, I've still raced less than like 60 total like circle track races in my entire life. Whereas, for example, William Byron, his rookie year in Legend Cards, he ran like 80 races. Yeah. And so on the confidence note, like I struggle with that every day because I feel like regardless of the success that we've had on the racetrack this year, like we've won late model races, we've run up front in ARCA and my first times in these cars. And um, I struggle with that because um, it would be a lie to say that I don't let the things that I read online like subconsciously get into my head, right? And um, it, I, I question myself because um, I know that a lot of people have been racing for a long time and have been go- hoping for opportunities to further doesn't matter. their career. Doesn't right? matter. It doesn't matter. And Ocho, I want you to jump in here soon. <laughs> but but hold on, but, but it doesn't matter, Mm-mm. right? And, and like Michael Jordan, and and we see this all the time. He missed more shots than he made, right? And when you have the it, it don't matter. All the other stuff is distractions, potentially excuses. All you do is you fall in love with the journey. You fall in love with just perfecting your craft. Like your father said, it was 100% right. That's why I got to give you flowers. It's like, did you have fun, right? Now there's going to come a point where, yeah, we got to get to the business. You know, we got partners, we got sponsorships, but you already have something that happened now. But at the end of the day, you love this. You ain't doing this because of the money. You're not doing this because of the, the, the business and all that. You're doing it because you love it. And win or lose, have fun. And because you have the it, whatever is meant to be is going to be. You heard, you know, I don't know what you believe in, but it says like what God has for you, he has for you. So whether that's 10 top 10 finishes next year or one. It is what it is. I don't care what they write about you. Sticks and stones may break my bones. Nothing. And they're going to critique and nitpick at you because of who you are. I'm just telling you it's going to happen regardless because we are really not acclimated or normally in their sport like that, especially when we're good at it. And you're going to be good at it. Don't question yourself. Now, question yourself when it comes from the right. Then you can question yourself when it comes from the person sitting to your right. Anybody else that went along for that journey for you to get to the point where you are now and where you're going to go? Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I'm just, let me take my glasses off. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good, man. Just like that. Seriously. You keep going, man. Don't question yourself, especially not this early. Don't let them do it because they're they going to do it. They're going to try to break you mentally. You're going to have to be mentally strong, especially in the sports you're doing where it's not a lot of us. And we're giving you those jewels because, like, you, were you talking about, you know, this is a Hall of Famer, played 11 years. I played 13 years. Like, we made, we've done great things. We've done bad things. We had a lot of success. We failed. Like, we've been through it, man, in all walks of life. You're like, Pops, man. It's called divine mentorship. Divine mentorship is like, I can learn from you and I don't even know you, right? So we're we giving that to you. So go out there, man, do your thing, have fun, bro, and know that it's already in you. It's in you because he put it in you. That's what I'm saying. Give me your dad flowers. You said it, man. You said, man, I want to start this show with my pops, right? Y'all talking about the listening to the haters and all that stuff. What about the positive side of the internet? What about the DMs? You a good-looking young man. If I was a woman, I'd holler at you. 
Like, what, what's going on there, man? You're 19, brother. Yo, you, you said you'll holler at him? Man, hell, you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, bro. <laughs> I'm real, man. I, I say it all the time. I, I would raise a child with Jason Momoa <laughs> if he was willing to do it. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, what goes on there? As a, as a young man, that separation, what goes on with the, with the DMs? I mean, nothing really, man. I'm wifed up, so. You wiped up? There you go. I'm some talk. You what? Talk about, boy. Let yeah. me know. <laughs> Shut that down real quick. Now, now Shut let, it down. Some talk about Ocho, wiped up. Now, let's yeah. get back to 19-year-old Ocho. Would you have gave him that, Bill? Huh? 19-year-old Ocho. Different. Because at 19, I wasn't in the position he's. He's in a very, very peculiar position where you got to move the right way. I've lived by myself for the past year, man. You live by yourself? You pay bills? I don't pay bills, but I live by myself. <laughs> I don't pay bills. I do not pay bills. <laughs> Listen. Cause, but that's, that's only because I don't have like a, like a, like income. Right. Right. So, no, I don't pay bills, but I live but by you myself. you live by yourself? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I ain't live by myself till. I'm talking about on the back end. Right, right. Well, he he, he he used to sleep <laughs> in the stadium. So oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The first two years, I mean, I was like but, submerged in that. Like I loved it, like a passion, and just I wanted it so bad. It was different. So and obviously I was cheap, and so I refused <laughs> to spend any money. The stadium had couch, video game system, which I put up in the players' lounge, sheets, beds. You could shower. They had food in the kitchen, so there was really no need for me. Why am I going to rent a place yeah. or buy a house? There was no point until Marvin Lewis came in and forced me to have responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. seriously. All right, you're 19. It took me until I was like 32 to fi- figure out, like, you got you to gotta keep down here clean. You got a manicure. Do you know what this is? It's called Manscaped. You don't. All right, you need to learn, all right? You're 19. It took me until I was 32 to figure out that you got to trim. And maybe right now what's happening is it's not growing as much right now. But, Why are you cooking? No, man. I'm talking about the hair. I'm not talking about the hair. I'm talking about the hair. No, this is, bro, can y'all just stay? Why y'all always joking? This is serious talk because okay, it, yeah, it takes us into male hygiene. And also we can talk about health. You know, we, we talk about this all the time on our show. So this is just, this, this, like, this is real, though. Yeah, this is the lawnmower 4.0, right? So, like, basically just trim. You don't got to go crazy down there. And it's preference. I just feel like men, sometimes we're just, we're just too much of savages, right? Like, just cl- keep it clean a little bit. You don't got to go all the way bald, but like, oh, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, Me. you see like this here, right here? <laughs> so this is the 4.0. I don't know if you want this. Want not, not that exact one. Not this exact one. Not that. <laughs> hey, that's cool, but i tell you how it really works, right? <laughs> My wife's name starts with an A. It's Asia. So you can put an A, so then it goes down and she's like, that's an A. My name starts with an A. Yeah. Oh, well, Pops, you know. No, I don't.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.